0: Welcome, everyone, to the So Weird podcast. I'm Kathy.
1: I'm Emily,
0: and we have a new host for the season. And uh, you may already know this one, Jimmy. And we also have a new host, Melissa.
2: Yay!
1: Welcome, guys.
3: Glad to be back.
0: Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, so we got new hosts because we wanted, you know, different perspectives on season three, as er everybody has heard from our previous episodes. You know, the original hosts, some of us like it, some of us don't like season three, but I wanted to bring in fans that really love So Weird. They love all the seasons, but they really love season three as well. So I don't like to neglect any season three fans, so... Yeah.
1: it's good. Everyone's welcome.
2: (laughs) Thank you.
3: Thank you. So the episode is Talking Board, and the episode is, of course, directed by John Poser, who we know directed the episode Banshee, as well as the episode Shelter, and a bunch of other season three episodes. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I I didn't realize he directed Banshee, which is one of the fan favorites, obviously. Nice to have him back.
2: That
0: is interesting.
3: So, I guess it's not his fault that the season was so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I, I think season three, we have a lot of uh, writers that stayed and directors that stayed. But the main, I think the main two writers, John Wiseman and um, John Cooksey. Oops, John Wiseman. John yeah. Cooksey and Allie Marie Matheson were not in season three.
3: Yeah, sadly. Yeah. This episode was written by Bruce Zimmerman. Ooh, I know we've seen his name a lot on various episodes.
0: Yeah. So this episode is called Talking Board, a.k.a. a Ouija board. But I'm assuming they didn't <laughs> buy the rights to use the uh, trademarked or copyrighted name Ouija since it is a, you know, it's a official game by Hasbro.
2: I always wondered about that why they didn't just call it a Ouija board because I'm pretty sure I've seen Ouija boards in tons of uh, movies and shows and they all just call it a Ouija board and I'm like,
1: why? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering that too, and I thought you know, maybe it was because they thought the name Ouija board kind of was a little ominous and people associate with like the occult or something. So they didn't use the word Ouija board, but you're right. I, I while researching this episode, I realized it was actually a trademark name, so that's probably the reason why.
3: I learned that as well today. I had never even heard the term talking board until this so weird episode.
0: Same. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I understand that that you know, they didn't want to pay so they could say the name Ouija, but it's really annoying throughout the whole episode hearing talking board, talking board, as if, like, everybody knows what that is. Yeah, something
2: I can agree with.
0: <laughs>
3: And I did see on Wikipedia, it said that it, of course, is a trademark of Hasbro, and then it says, but is often used generically to refer to any talking board. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So maybe Disney really was just avoiding using the term Ouija for whatever reason. Um, I don't think, I don't know, like, I don't have a lot of experience with Ouija boards. I never messed with them when I was younger or anything. But I've never seen a talking board slash Ouija board like the one in this episode, Seems well, a little kiddish.
0: Yeah, well, if they were to use um, the Ouija boards that we're familiar with, that's, you know, the trademark um, game. So they couldn't really make it look like that.
1: Yeah. But with, like, the ex- expressions on the side where it says great or
0: Yeah, no. I mean, the way they regarded it in this episode was like, oh, yeah, it's just something that I have that tells the future like a magic 8-ball. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which is funny because I always associate Ouija boards with contacting spirits. That's what I've always mm. thought of them as. I didn't realize people would use them for the future until I saw this episode. So Yeah, right. same.
0: Mm-hmm. But I guess it could be like showing how season three is taking a lighter turn. Yeah. <laughs> because it's definitely, you know, people use it in TV shows, books, mm-hmm. films, you know. It's all about talking to the spirits.
3: And they do mention in the episode um later in the episode where she's like, "Maybe Carrie was right. Maybe there is a ghost." So they kind of keep it the door open as to could it be a ghost or is it just the board itself that's giving them information? Yeah, that's true. So I wanted to like just discuss a little bit about the actresses that played Chelsea and Rhonda. We know Chelsea Saunders is played by Adrian Carter, who does a lot of voice work. But I thought it was interesting that the girl Tegan Moss, who plays Rhonda, she actually played a young Dana Scully in two episodes of The X-Files. So she actually played Dana Scully. Really? Yeah. In a 1994 episode and a 1996 episode.
0: Huh. Mm, Makes sense, because it's Vancouver-based shows. Yeah. But yeah, the episode starts off. They're in a new house. The old House in the Mountains got sold. Mm. Boo.
3: I know.
2: I don't really (laughs) like the new house either. It's too bright.
3: Yeah, everything is bright. bright. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually remember reading the show a few months back with a friend of mine who was just getting into it officially, and she's an artist, so she has a really good eye for what works and what doesn't, and throughout the season three, she was like, oh my god, I cannot stand it,
1: the colors in that school.
3: <laughs> Pink <Yes>. lockers.
1: <laughs> oh my god. This school is a whole other thing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the house, it doesn't feel like a home. And I know they just moved in, but uh, I don't know. The the Phillips, I mean, we know how important the house was to the family. It's mentioned in Molly's song. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the house in the mountains is gone and sold.
0: Yeah. I mean, they try to justify it by Molly asking, like, did I make the right decision? And they're like, yeah, we're close to town.
3: Yeah, we're not 30 minutes away anymore. Like, that's the only reason. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was interesting when the intro plays, it's not, well, it's sort of like an intro of, like, Annie narrating, but then it goes right into Chelsea and uh, Rhonda talking, and did you notice that the first thing they're talking about is Jack's looks? They're like, I wonder what Jack looks like.
1: Yeah. It did feel like a different intro, too, because... Actually, they the two characters are talking before Annie's voiceover starts, which I don't remember that happening in any of the previous intros. It seems like he's voiceover or Jack's voiceover started as soon as the intro began. Is that correct?
0: Usually, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're talking about Jack. <laughs> yeah, his looks. I wonder what Jack looks like. She's like... Well, he doesn't look that much different, like, come on.
0: (laughs) But the episode, yeah, so they talk about, oh, let's ask the talking board.
3: Or she's like, the talking board knows everything. (laughs) And then they kind of went on talking sideways, like, what's that girl's name again? I think it starts with an N, like Nancy or Natalie. And then, like, the talking board moves to the A by itself.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the episode is about uh, the girls bring the talking board or Ouija board over and playing with it annie the girls jack and it kind of you know flips out it seems as if a demon's possessing it (laughs) because the the planchette starts spinning the girls get scared they leave and annie's messing with it and it's giving her all these clues like the name chad appears it turns out to be what her paper is going to be about and then it goes over the numbers 317 a lot and danger so something dangerous is associated with that number so turns out that there's a pepper alley in the room 317 i believe yeah Yeah. something dangerous is going to happen so annie gets jack's help and jack manages to get the the class or the school out of the pepper alley room because the bleachers were the screws or whatever were coming out and they collapsed that's kind of basically it right
3: Pretty much sums it up, yep. Very Mm -hmm. Final Destination, how they show like the underneath of the bleachers. I was like, oh this is really Final Mm Destination-y.
0: Something that I don't like is that in the beginning, Jack, when he's messing with the talking board, he asks like something about Emily Banks, like some new girl that he suddenly likes. So it's like, okay, bye Gabe, she's totally (laughs) gone.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, no Gabe. I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah.
0: No, no
1: reference to her at all. Dang.
0: No, like, we you know, what did you do with the necklace? Yeah. What happened to her, Gabe?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's is, is he even still wearing the necklace? I didn't pay attention to that. Uh,
2: mm. It's not very visible, so I'm assuming not.
1: No. Mm. no. No. Annie has pigtail buns and a choker necklace on. They're playing the Ouija board. Maybe yeah. that's our one homage to, to Fee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she gets mentioned a lot, Fee.
1: Yeah, actually, I was surprised re-watching this how many times she was mentioned in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, there's and a it's sweet the first scene. episode without her. Exactly, yeah. Um, there's a sweet scene where, uh, I mean, it's kind of sweet, where Molly uses the board to ask how Fee is doing. I don't know if I actually could see Molly doing that.
0: But yeah, I don't yeah, every, know
2: everything about her is out of character this season really, but this episode as well. When I was rewatching it early in the day, something about her voice, the tone in her voice just felt different. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a different Molly. I don't know.
3: Like she seems yeah. a bit more vapid this season, doesn't she? Just kind of like, huh? Like neither here nor there yeah. kind of a personality.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But she
3: did mention she mentions to Annie that she owned a talking board when she was a little kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
3: like, I thought that was interesting.
0: Maybe that's believable because she has that witch history. But mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't think that'd be something mm-hmm. that season one or season two Molly would have actually brought up though, because she's she was kind of trying to disassociate herself with all of that, which yeah, happened. yeah.
3: And you think like any parent, especially Molly Phillips, walking in and seeing the talking board, and then her first reaction is, ooh, a talking board. Like you think yeah. she would have been like, what the heck? <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, that's just like another way how they're trying to show this is not like you're related to demons or anything.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. And did you guys think it was weird that like in the first scene when Annie like, goes to touch the talking board she's like will i be a famous musician and then we hear like all of that like whooshing and whirling and crackling like as her hand touches it i was like whoa well, why like the only thing that makes her special is her panther right
1: yeah yeah i don't- I don't understand that.
3: <laughs> yeah, actually,
2: the other day I was rewatching it, and during that scene, I'm like, I wonder what V would do if she were in that scene too with Annie. She'd probably be, like, obsessing over Annie, trying to figure out what makes her special. Plan on writing that pick later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did
3: you guys, you caught Jack's, like, um, side note. He says that Annie is picking up right where Fee left off. That wasn't a nod to the audience, like, we gave the show to her.
0: Yeah, basically <laughs> they're writing. But I do have to say, I like like the Ouija board and how it's going kind of crazy. Cause at least to me as a kid watching that, it was kind of scary.
3: Yeah. I and
0: mean, uh, Annie was asking the questions later on in the app and like it was going like really fast to the answers and it was flying to the walls. Like, I mean, for sure there's already like some like, serious vibes for Ouija boards. A lot of people, yeah, it's just a toy. But yeah. everyone's like hesitant to ever get one. Like, I kind of would want one just because, but I I still have that hesitation. <laughs> yeah. One mm-hmm. of my
2: older cousins got my little sister one for Christmas one year, and my mom kind of refused to let her bring it home. So, yeah.
3: My grandma was, was a lot like that. Yeah. My grandma would be like, hell no.
2: Yeah. I personally don't think there's anything about them really, but a lot of people. Uh, are firm believers
3: just that it's kind of like in you never know like it's kind of like an open door so it's like do i want to have this in my house where potentially it could be a doorway to spirits coming in to fuck with us or excuse my language bother us
1: <laughs> oh that trust me you're not going to be as as much of a potty mouth as zach so <laughs>
3: thank you <laughs> and, I thought it was funny how like the second day of school, like when Annie is like walking up to the girls, did you notice they were talking about her there with the other girls at school? They're like, yeah, she was living in a jungle when she was little.
2: Yeah, that is yeah. actually something I really do not like about this episode. I personally don't think that part is uh, realistic at all. I mean, do you leave really gossip about the new kid like that, especially if the new kid is a freshman in the third school when technically speaking, all the kids in that grade would be new to school? Right. Uh, huh. maybe, maybe it does happen. I mean, I was always the new kid and... People who be- are being goss- gossiped about are generally unaware, so.
3: And it seems yeah. like a lot of the kids knew each other. Like, they knew Jack already and most likely knew Fee. Um, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: So Annie's a freshman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that
3: part. And she comes up to them and she says, do you know a person named Chad? Because she had like started messing with the board by herself.
0: Yeah, she was messing with the board and it spelled out Chad. And then in the classroom, uh, she picks the piece of paper that will tell her what her essay or whatever will be about. And it's Chad. But her reaction, like she's looking out to the class and she's like scared and like shocked. But... I don't know why they wrote it like that, as if the class knew what she's been doing.
3: (laughs) Well, I thought it was kind of edged more toward Chelsea and Rhonda, because she had asked them earlier that day, like, do you guys know anybody named Chad? And then after that, they start thinking that it's her who's having the premonitions or something. Yeah. So they they look really concerned, too.
1: I have to say, that is the classroom scene when she draws Chad. It sticks out pretty vividly in my mind. I can remember watching that as a kid i don't know why just that one particular scene
3: and, and did you guys think that scene was funny when she walks up to mrs mansfield and she's like <laughs> asking if anybody at the school's name was chad and there's no chad that's ever went to hope springs high <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah that scene honestly makes me crack up every single
1: time so yeah it is funny uh i think it also highlights what makes annie maybe a little different from Thee because She's so enthusiastic about being normal. She's like, oh, I'm not a weirdo. No. I'm not
0: a wacko.
3: <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, she says it. She's like, you're yeah. normal, Annie. You're normal.
2: <laughs> I think that's very interesting. It It's different for Fi, but I think it's a good difference.
0: It works for her.
3: Because Fee didn't work. care.
0: Yeah, it does yeah. work for her. Me, personally, I don't like it because it's like you know like try to be normal and in my mind i'm like why why do you want to fit in with everyone yeah
1: it's the way all the kids shows were back in the day lizzie mcguire just wanted to be normal i guess oh no no she wanted to be a a, she wanted to be special too so Mm -hmm. uh, there's like that confliction (laughs) and he wants to be special musician but she also wants to just be normal
3: as long as she's not a completely out there wacko. <laughs> and did you guys recognize the teacher, Mr. Paulson?
2: He I, seemed familiar.
3: I recognized yeah. him. Like, have you guys seen Scary Movie? Remember that funny yeah. movie with Anna Ferris? Yeah. Do you remember the scene where there's a suicidal teacher who's like, I'm going to jump. And then Sydney's like, what are you waiting for, huh? And then he's like, what am I waiting for? And he jumps off and kills himself. Well, that was him. Oh. I was laughing when I found that out. I'm like, oh, that was, like, my favorite scene from that movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he looks really familiar. Yeah.
3: A lot of them have done a lot of voice work. I think he had done voice work in Transformers, the cartoons. Um, So maybe you probably have heard his voice, most likely. Maybe. And he played in a bunch of episodes of The L Word. He played Preston Gavin in five episodes of The L Word.
0: I must have seen him in that then. Yeah. Yeah. So, Melissa, you said you knew or you were looking up stuff about the number 317?
2: Yes, actually... After watching it today, decided to look up three one seven or three seventeen in numerology. And
0: there's uh, something called
2: angel numbers. They're a way for your celestial guides to communicate with you. And they can deliver specific messages through certain numbers or number sequences. This is the communication most often manifests as a series of numbers or a series of synchronistic numbers. For example, looking at the clock, seeing eleven eleven. And three seventeen is actually an angel number. It is a symbolic message that angels are right beside you and your every move. And your guardian angels are using this number to communicate something important to you.
1: Wow, that is so cool. Like to me, I don't know. That just it seems like that's not just a coincidence when you read it like that. That that's probably related to Annie's Panther, uh-huh. watching yeah. over her. I don't know if yeah. it's up or not, but it, it, that seems to fit perfectly.
2: Yeah, it's too perfect to be a coincidence. And honestly, I don't really believe
1: in coincidences. So, <laughs> Well, that's yeah. cool. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah,
3: and it, it had uh, like a double significance in the episode too. It, it like wasn't only the room number of the gym, it was also the time that the pep rally was starting.
2: Which so. is a very odd number for a pep to start. They said mm-hmm.
3: 315, and then she's like, or a little after, and she's like, like 317.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yes, yeah, a little
1: too obvious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so like throughout the episode, they kept asking the board, like, who, like, how many people are in here? And it kept saying one extra. So, I mean, you're led to believe, oh, Is it a ghost because that's usually how Ouija boards work and that's what Annie was getting to yeah but towards the end that's when um, Annie has the scene where she's like sleeping waking up and she sees the panther
2: yeah actually interesting about that scene I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before on the forum but yeah I remember getting into this show for the first time as an adult for some reason I couldn't remember anything about the show i just remembered there was a lot of music and it was about the paranormal that's all i had to go by but i did have this image in the back of my uh, head of a black panther with glowing eyes against a pink wall mm-hmm, and uh, i remember uh, doing a search on uh, the internet back in the day like 2011 or something and the search was like a like, disney show Panther, pink wall, or something like that. And I came up on uh, Yahoo Answers, and somebody had answered the question basically the same question I would have had. And that's how I got back into the show. So I guess uh, this episode is very important for that.
3: <laughs> Interesting. This was yes. the first episode I heard anyone use the word sort, like when she's like, What sort of danger? And then after that, I like adopted that into my my language and i I always said sort instead of like what kind of danger you know now i say like what sort of danger because of alex johnson
1: that's funny
3: did you catch the clue mention at the breakfast table
1: oh yeah 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 i got that speaking of the breakfast table (laughs) <laughs> why is Carrie there? I feel like Kat should have been on this episode because... it's <laughs> going to be a season for the Carrie molly shippers. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's
2: there you, for breakfast. love it. Yeah, he comes out so, for dinner a lot, too. It's awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, he always comes for food.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think that's eventually mentioned. Like, Jack's like, wait, why are you here? <laughs> like, during breakfast or something. <laughs>
3: Always there to eat. But he does mention that he's revved up to get back out on the road with the band. So they're kind of setting up for future episodes. Um, and then Jack makes mention that they're going to Chicago next.
1: Mm-hmm. Which they've been to before. Yeah.
3: In the first episode. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. I do feel like, you know, sometimes the characters don't feel the same. But Jack and uh, Carrie's banter in that scene feels very similar to the way they were in the first well, the second season, I guess. Oh, great. Yeah. Ended.
0: Oh, what do you guys think of Jack's big scene where he's um or fee- uh not feet <laughs> Annie asks him for help to get everyone out of the Pepperelli room. I thought it was kind of funny watching it back then. Yeah. That mm-hmm.
3: he came up with that all by himself. He's like, "What do you want me to do?" She's like, "Think of something." And his thing is, "Let me go and do the broadcast."
1: Yeah a ex- so- little bit out of character. Yeah, it feels out of character to me. I don't know if he would have gone that far to get people out.
0: And one thing I don't like is that Annie, you know, she knows something bad's gonna happen. And he asks Jack for help. And Jack asks, like, why can't you do it? And she yeah. says, because um, like all the kids already saw her like acting weird and treating her. Like a complete weirdo, like she doesn't want to be a weirdo. So can you save everyone?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't like
0: that. I think
2: think it's normal for teenagers to be like that though, not wanting to be the outcast. Especially when you anyways.
3: And they seem like they were treating her pretty nicely. Like I didn't think they were treating her any kind of really strange way.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's that's something that uh, when she said that I was like, wait, were they treating her badly? (laughs) Oh,
3: (laughs) yes.
0: They were just like, whoa, Annie, you like know everything that's going to happen. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: then she goes and looks even weirder because she goes back into the gym and sits next to them. And she's like, something weird is about to happen. Just something not good. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and in this day and age, you know, if someone said that to me and I was at school and someone said something's going to happen and it's not going to be good, I think I'd probably think a school shooting was about to happen or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, yeah, she's way
0: too vague. Yeah. It's a little creepy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she, she doesn't know. But, but like, after Jack announces, like, everyone get out, she still stays there, like, standing on the bleacher
3: And looking around. <laughs>
0: Like, get out yourself. It was
3: funny how he's like, and please uh, evacuate the school without squashing the other students around you. That was funny. But then they instantly are like, wow, Annie, how did you know that that broadcast was going to happen? You totally, uh, like, perceive that. And that, like, isn't even a bad thing. So I was like, how's that? How did she know?
2: She's a weirdo. Yeah.
3: And then how did they- how did they know to just jump to that side of the bleachers? Like what if those bleachers were going to collapse as well?
0: It was a leap of faith, (laughs) literally. Yeah, 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 they got lucky. (laughs) Yeah, but that scene of like the bleachers almost uh, collapsing like that for sure it's like stuck in my mind. But a lot of season three is because that's the season I remember the most like keeping up with when I was younger.
3: Yeah. I started watching the episodes, but, like, really sporadically. But then when I was about 13 is when Alex Johnson had come onto the show, and that's when I was watching it, like, every week and, like, following the commercials and trying to find when is the next episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that was basically, like, the climax of the episode. And then when she's at home, that's kind of, like, I guess a little bit of the plot of the whole, like, story arc of her and the panther starts because she sees the panther in her sleep. Then Molly comes over and um, she talks to Annie about like, you know, her dream and she's like, Oh, I see a panther. And Molly's like, Does it scare you? And she's like, No, it's like it's protecting me, which is reveals that it wasn't a ghost, it was the Panther slash spirit guide or whatever that's that helped her. And basically is saying like it's gonna help her throughout the season.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Molly says that it sounds like a good dream then. (laughs) And then Annie consults the talking board one last time. And she's like, so is the extra person in the room, the one that I can't see, is it something other than a person? And then she like gets up to go to dinner. And then we just see the panther eyes again through the window. And the iconic tribal music.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll never forget that music. I love it. So, I mean, overall, I I don't think it was too bad of an episode. Uh, When I was younger, I liked the whole, like, mystery of what's going to happen and her using the Ouija board, because I don't think I'd seen that before. Yeah. um,
3: Especially on Disney.
0: Yeah. And uh, I don't think – I mean, I know they've had seance scenes, like, recently, but I don't know if they would use a Ouija board. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, it definitely made me learn about Ouija boards. And, like I said, I'm like hesitant about believing because really it's like kind of pseudoscience of your mind unconsciously moving your hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But whoever wants to believe, whatever. But uh, anything Um, else you want to mention?
1: Well, we didn't mention that the new intro premieres with this episode. Oh, yeah. uh, With Alex in it. And I will say, you know, the one thing for certain that I appreciate about season three. When Molly sings This Girl's Walked on Fire and Ice in the intro, it shows Alex Johnson as Annie. And I'd always wish that in the season one and two intros, it would have shown Kara as Fee mm-hmm. whenever Molly sang that song. That always irritated me that it showed Patrick instead. Oh.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I never yeah. noticed that. That's a, that's a good catch. Yeah.
0: yeah that's <laughs> funny. <laughs>
1: but there's also the shots of I, I they really only used it seemed like they only used footage from the first couple episodes is mm-hmm. that accurate
3: yeah
0: i think usually most shows do that for their intros like the first two episodes if they haven't filmed any more
1: yeah although yeah there's the shot i like the shot of um molly and annie screaming i think it's from voodoo yeah I'm yeah, sure. yeah.
3: And the spider oh, cool. is in there too in the intro
1: yeah yeah that thing creeps me out uh oh we get to see the stick the infamous stick is still oh. on in oh. this episode
3: really <laughs> yeah yes.
1: that
0: stick stays in there
3: <laughs> i did not catch that oh because she's gonna turn it into a flute later remember yeah
0: <laughs> yeah next, next episode actually oh
2: and <laughs> the
3: pictures the pictures on her nightboard are like nightstand I know there's one of her with her mom, but I kept trying to pause it. Was that a picture of Kara and Patrick or like Fee and Jack? I couldn't tell, like, what that second photo was on her nightstand.
0: It's, I couldn't tell either.
3: It has two different scenes with it in there, but it's really blurry. Yeah, yeah. I only
0: saw it, um, her and her mom.
3: There's like a photo behind that, and I kept trying to see, like, is that Fee? Like, why would she have a picture of Fee on her nightstand? <laughs>
2: There is in some uh, future episode. I don't know which one. Uh, there's going to be a picture of uh, her and C, So
3: somewhere, it's nice. We'll catch it. Be on the lookout.
1: Okay, I think it's time for ratings. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I, I already said I, I didn't. I thought this episode was okay, considering season three episodes. So I would rate it a seven out of ten.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like this episode, too. I think the idea of the Ouija board giving Annie clues as to what's about to happen was fun. Um, but I, I don't like that they they did away with the house. <laughs> so yeah. for that yeah. that reason alone, I, it has to get it at least one thumbs down.
3: But it also <laughs> gets
1: a thumbs up. It gets So it gets a thumbs up and a thumbs down because I, I actually did like this one. It was pretty fun sounds good uh, yeah I think
2: for me I do really like this episode it's not really that strong but uh, most of the season three episodes really aren't overall I think I give it seven out of ten
3: nice and I'd probably give it like a six out of ten just because like I like other episodes more and this one doesn't have any music in it really but I really appreciated the the talking board just because it kind of becomes an iconic image for this season. I know when they were going to have some merchandise, uh, I think we got like a photo of some merchandise that could have happened or like some promotional merchandise, but the talking board was included in that. So yeah. it's kind of one of the iconic images for this season is that sun on the talking board. So I liked it for that. Good point. I think I want to do uh, just a little shameless promotion um, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, Alex- go ahead. Alex Johnson does have a new record out. Well, it's kind of, it's pretty new. It's her new Live from a Stranger Time record. She's been promoting it pretty hard on her social media. So if you guys didn't know that, go check it out. You can find it on alexjohnson.com or any other media outlet where you buy music. It'll be available. So
0: Yeah, it's
2: also on Spotify too. Cool. cool.
3: Okay,
0: feedback section. We haven't done in a while because we had our um interview if you guys haven't um listened to it yet or watched it yet we had an interview with dave squatch ward who played ned bell and mm-hmm. um it was it was really exciting getting to talk to him and getting to ask him um all these cool questions and he's a great storyteller so if you haven't yes. watched that please uh watch it it's very interesting it's very fun you all
1: did a great job I, it was such a joy to listen to that. I said in, in our little chat that it kind of felt like I was listening to my uncle tell stories. And I have I have good relatives, it's worth saying. <laughs> he was so fun to listen to. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching that podcast
2: episode and uh, hearing all those stories. And uh, wondering if there would be anybody else interested in interviewing?
0: Maybe yeah. I'll try. To mm-hmm. ask people, I don't want to say names because last time I did that, it didn't work out with our first guest that we were supposed to have. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm pretty sure we could have more.
1: If you're listening and you were involved with the show and you want to be interviewed, get in touch with us.
0: <laughs> yes, any cast and crew. <laughs> That'll be awesome.
3: Any season, we'd love to yeah. talk with you.
0: Okay. So back to feedback. This is from that movie kid seven on YouTube. And they commented on our twin episode. They said a few years back 2010 through 2013, there were a couple of horror themed kid shows that were both on Nick Disney and a channel called the hub. They reminded me of so weird. These shows included things like demons, the afterlife vampires and characters getting possessed on one of these shows. A character could get killed at the end of the episode and There wouldn't be any resolution. The Haunting Hour. Looking back at these shows, they seemed pretty dark to be showing on Kids Network, but I feel like that's what made them greater, just like so weird. The names of these shows are My Babysitter is a Vampire, House of Anubis, and R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour.
3: Interesting. I know Cara Deleuze plays in an episode of The Haunting Hour.
1: Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. I think I watched that.
3: Oh. Good shows.
0: Yeah, thanks for the feedback. So this is from the GSTV reviewer on our season three original plans episode. They said, I love the alternate dimension idea of Fee living her life with her father being around. It sucks that it'd come with the expense of her brother, I guess, never being born. And I never knew about Molly shutting down Fee's message forum, like another mother mother-daughtered decision like in strange geometry other than the brief flashback in nightmare i would also like for them to explain what happened to rick leading to his death i realized the annie character was solely created due to carol leaving the show but i think it'd be an interesting dynamic to see her and fee work as a team because she didn't really have as many female friends to hang out with aside from molly and irene could the presentation of annie have been sol- salvaged if they had made her a supporting character
1: no, because to me, in Lightning Rod, when they're working together, Annie's so hesitant about all of that. I'm not sure how I'd feel about her being on with Thee. It would be an interesting. Now I know how dynamic. Melissa would feel. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would be an interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah, because she's obviously very reluctant, and Thee would probably end up dragging her along for everything. So yeah. <laughs>
0: I think that it could be interesting with Annie starting out as being hesitant, but throughout the season, like, she realizes that she does have that attraction or whatever to the paranormal, and it'll, like, grow and grow throughout the season.
3: Mm-hmm. And is it the ring that really brings, like, that attraction to Annie? Because remember the scene in Lightning Rod where, like, the ring loses its engraving, and then once Annie puts it on, it gets its engraving back?
1: Yeah, I think it's the um, it to me, it almost seemed like by putting on the ring, she was almost canceling out the Panther's protection in some way, mm. just a little bit. I don't know. It's a little weird.
3: And it kind of it doesn't make a lot of sense with the ring because it was kind of like the Phillips, you know, heirloom, their family heirloom. So it's interesting that she's not even a Phillips, and it's still like got its engraving back. And then there's the whole story of the Panther. So, yeah. but I know that if they both. <laughs> If they both were in the episode, poor Jack would be pulling his hair out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, thank you for that comment. And this is from Allison on YouTube commenting on Lightning Rod episode. They said, When they first started advertising the new kid on the bus, I was excited. I thought Annie was joining the cast and that Fee was going to get a friend. Which, tweak Annie a little and it could have worked and get rid of the racist panther storyline. I didn't realize that Annie was replacing feet. I couldn't buy that Molly would just take someone else's kid on tour. That's a lot to ask of someone, even a close friend. She looks enough like Irene, make Annie her long lost kid that was away at some boarding school or something. I don't know. And still don't make her the main character. Make Jack the main character for season three. They probably could have incorporated Annie being a lightning rod better because he wasn't one to go out and look for the paranormal and suddenly there's this girl on the bus that's attracting a bunch of weird stuff he has to deal with. Or pull a Dawn Summers with Annie where everyone's memories were tampered and they believed that she was with them the whole time and make the season more sinister because we'd believe Annie to be a villain and still don't make her the main character. I don't know with fee leaving this show just wasn't going to work i don't mind annie arriving on the bus just give give her a better backstory make her a relative of irene and don't make her a main character we were probably going to get these goofy episodes no matter what
1: (laughs) yeah i mean what a a comment
3: (laughs) i did think it was interesting that they say that she looks like she could be a relative of irene because later after so weird uh Alex Johnson actually plays Belinda Metz's daughter in an episode of Cold Squad.
0: <sighs> That's funny. Wow, I didn't know yeah. they worked together.
3: Um, yeah, actually, Belinda Metz is the one who got Steven Stone to audition Alex Johnson for her show Instant Star. And if you watch the audition tape of Alex Johnson, it's available on YouTube of Alex Johnson auditioning for instance, Star, that's actually Belinda Metz reading the lines back and forth with her during her audition.
1: (gasps) That is so cool. I had no idea. Mm. Another thing about that comment, uh, I like what they said about pulling a Dawn Summers. That definitely (laughs) would have been interesting. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, that's a reference to Buffy. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) I really didn't like that. Oh, see, season five's my favorite, so, Hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of Dawn and Buffy, I know, she's a polarizing character, for sure. Yeah,
2: (laughs) almost as polarizing as Annie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Very passionate comments. Yeah, I I can agree with her, and I'm sure other fans agree with her, too. They could have done it in a better way, but, mm, oh well.
3: (laughs) Done a bit more research. They should have mentioned Gabe in this episode.
0: <laughs> but yeah, thanks for that awesome comment. Very long, thoughtful one. And I hope you keep watching. Okay, so this is from JT on the Lightning Rod episode also. They said, hey there, cool podcast you guys got going on. I really enjoyed the last episode you guys did on the original season three. You're right. It is a shame that all the cool stuff originally planned never got to see the light of day. So that's why i'm going to do something about it i've got a tumblr blog going on at the moment that's about the fan animation crossover project i'm working on that's going to continue the so weird storyline and bring feedback into the story this is legit for reals it's called dr who the so weird chronicles i know that sounds odd but i really believe it can be a great project the aim of the series to cover what you guys basically said about what would have been great for the original season three, and picks up right where the story left off. If you're interested in checking this out, here's the link, which is DoctorWhoSoWeirdChronicles.tumblr.com. All the best for the podcast, awesome stuff, and good luck reviewing season three. Wow.
2: Yeah. I do think it's so weird a Doctor Who crossover would be very interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: I made a gift set for a Doctor Who so weird crossover on my Tumblr. Uh, um, no, it was just a little thing, nothing, just a couple gifts. But, um, yeah, no, that's cool. I, I would love to hear about any fan projects. I'm sure we'll pass the word along.
0: Yeah, I believe this is the same person that we had talked about before, that they're doing the animation project, and they're on the farm and everything, too. So, yeah, if anyone has any ideas or any artists out there, go ahead and give them anything ideas or all that check out their websites okay and this is from jay on our first ever podcast episode for episode one they said yes finally a community that remembers likes one of the best disney channel shows period save season three though i'm not as down on it as most people are it definitely makes a huge change i think it was a bit ahead of its time Season 3 would have probably worked well as a different spin-off show in the era of Hannah, Mont- Hannah Montana or High School Musical. But that's just me. Can't wait to hear more. So excited I found you all. Please Disney make it available to watch to watch it in a good quality on your future Netflix-esque service or sell it to Netflix so they can do what they're doing with Sabrina. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Amen. We feel the same. We feel the same.
1: Yeah. And we're glad you found us, too.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Spread the word, everyone.
0: I always get excited when people are like, wow, there's a good community out there.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, yeah,
0: we're small, but we're here. Mm-hmm. And we're growing. At least, I think we are.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think so.
0: Okay, thank you. And this is from Lauren on our Facebook page for the Twin episode they said i can't believe we have arrived at the end of season two already what an episode that was what i found surprising was when you all revealed how on disney channel they constantly played over that behind the scenes segment of how they made it look as if he was hanging off of a building i find it surprising because i didn't realize that they had played it so often for that segment stands out in my memory as my first exposure to how green screens work the more you know so going forward, only season three remains. I honestly don't know if I ever saw any of the episodes from this season, for I certainly don't remember seeing that. Youth four seem to remember that time period that I do. Do you know if Disney Channel purposely promoted the episodes from the last season less, so that its predecessors, as a result of its lower ratings?
1: Um, I don't. I haven't heard anything about. The
0: ratings dropping I have no idea about the ratings
3: yeah me neither but I don't
0: think they're available anywhere so I don't mm-hmm. think they went down and I don't think they promoted it less because season 3 is what I remember most
1: yeah I think it is true that they intentionally didn't mention in the promo for season 3 um, introducing Annie they didn't mention that Kara was also leaving I think that was very intentional But I don't know about promoting Season 3 as a whole, if it decreased for any reason.
0: Okay, and this is from Andrea for a Lightning Rod episode. She said, I am looking forward to more of your Season 3 discussions. Although I will always prefer Fiona as the lead character in the series, I liked watching Annie episodes during my childhood too, so I will definitely continue to tune in. When Fiona closes the door on her paranormal adventures and forgets uh, Crew's name, I think that is just a part of the consequence of reading that spell. I believe that Fi still remembers everything that happened to her, like stepping back in time to remember Rick dancing with her. But my theory is that in order to truly let go of her ties to the paranormal, she needs to give up the power she has over any element of it, including Brick Room. And the only way she can do that is by forgetting his name. Another thing that has come up a few times is the question over whether or not Molly is casting spells when she sings songs like The Rock. Personally, I don't think that she is. And as best as I can tell, the Gaelic phrase from that song translates to On This Island, My Own Ireland. Back to season three, I cannot wait for your discussion of the Talking Board episode. I remember that on TV so distinctly as a matter of fact, that episode inspired me to ask my own Ouija board for Christmas back in the early 2000-something. <laughs>
1: well, great comment. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the Brie Crew
1: thing. I, I think it's clear that, obviously, Fee did not forget everything about the paranormal, otherwise she wouldn't have been able to help Annie in Season 3.
3: When she lost her memory of his name, she still clearly knew who and what he was because she still had to trap him on the floppy disk. She forgot his name but she still knew, you know, that she had to get rid of him or trap him.
0: Yeah, that's true. But an interesting theory. I'm interested, Andrea, if you did get that Ouija board from your mom.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And do you still have it?
0: I do have a little Ouija board, but but it's like a a tin can for mints. (laughs) (laughs) Because Spirit Halloween, they go crazy with Ouija board-themed stuff during Halloween time. Really? Yeah, if you ever go to the Halloween store, Spirit, they sell, like, anything Ouija board-related. Like, dresses, blankets, shirts, uh, table mats, like, anything. Interesting. (laughs) So I always think, like, what if instead of buying the $20 board game, I buy, like, the $5 placemat and get a planchette, like... (laughs) <laughs> Will it's still work?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just reminded me when I very first met Alex Johnson in San Francisco in twenty twelve, and there's pictures of it, my shirt has a Ouija board on it. I just really? that. Yeah, I'll have to like show you guys.
0: Okay. Hmm. okay. And yeah, that's it for the feedback. So awesome. thanks everyone. I,
1: we love getting your feedback and forward to hearing what you all have to say about season three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah thank you so what i wanted to talk about is in reboot news if you guys have been keeping up with like disney channel stuff i saw that they are making a live action kim possible movie really yeah that would be awesome um they already casted the who's gonna play kim and ron
3: i think i saw something about that like taj maori's not gonna be in it right like didn't they recast taj maori's character
0: um, not sure who that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Taj
1: Maori's
2: character is very heavy set and and Taj Maori, unless he's changed throughout the years, is not, so it kind of makes sense.
1: I thought it was gonna be a, a reboot though, not a sequel, right? So they're having are they having any of the main characters
0: back? Or the main actors? Um, no.
3: Oh, okay. So Christy Carlson Romano is not. No, no, in no,
0: it is not going to be a sequel. It is definitely kind of like a reboot, I guess. I, I think it's going to be an original uh, movie, Disney Channel original movie. So they're they're kids, they're teenagers playing Kim and Ron. Um, okay. And what I saw online was that Christy Carlson Romano, that's her name, and um,
1: yeah,
0: and the actor who voiced for Ron, I forgot his name, Bill Arnett. Yes. They did a funny little not sk- will Arnett, will, Friedle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> will Friedel will yeah
0: they did a funny little skit where they were pretending to audition for the Kim and Ron parts they were like dressed up as them so if, if you haven't seen that it's really I mean you know you like those actors from back then so it's cool to see them together
1: yeah
0: um, so yeah that's gonna debut I think next year it's gonna be a yeah a Disney channel original movie remake Hmm.
1: Aww. i wonder how that's going to go over. Like, Is Kim Possible still being shown on TV and reruns? No. I don't think no. so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be like... Didn't The Legends of the Hidden Temple made for TV movie bomb because no one knew what it was?
0: <laughs> I think I Kim Possible is probably way more popular. Okay. Than, uh... Yeah. I
1: wasn't really into it, but that's great. I mean more reboots from that time, the better for So Weird, I feel like. so. <laughs>
0: and then something else I wanted to promote. I like Even Stevens, they do reviews of every episode. They're not a podcast, but they're a website and they have a Twitter and Instagram. So the website is evenstevensranked.com. They always like and reblog all our So Weird tweets and tumblr posts and all that so i wanted to give them a shout out as well
1: Yeah, i've
0: I've seen them around that's really cool
1: i know a lot of people like even stevens back in the day
3: shia labeouf in his heyday he was hilarious on (laughs) that show
0: i love that show
3: yeah
0: all right anything else you guys want to bring up uh not that i can think of i don't we could bring up what john
1: cooksy said tonight (laughs) oh we can
3: oh yeah didn't he, like, at Mackenzie Phillips or something? I think I liked it. Let's see
1: um, okay, so Kat sent out a tweet, and she tweeted to John Cooksey and Mackenzie. It said, can John Cooksey and Mac, Mac Phillips team up as a songwriter singer team and release new So Weird, but not officially because Disney-slash-writes songs under the pseudonym Millie Phipps? I'm seriously thirsting for some MP-slash-PKB music. Hashtag, can I be more like a river? And then she posted one of my gifts. <laughs> uh, and then John Cooksey actually replied and said, we could always go back to Disney and try to get permis- permission to do a live performance. How fun would that be? And of course, we're all freaking out over here because that's like all yeah. of our dreams.
2: <laughs> I would honestly pay so much for that.
3: I would yeah. die. I would so, be like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: If you're interested in that, guys, please go find that tweet and like it. Like, <laughs> let him know that we care enough. Right?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I mean, he's joking. <laughs> but I know. Still, like, that would be so cool. I would definitely go wherever it's at, Los Angeles, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would take off work and go,
0: for sure. <laughs> it like yeah. a so weird, like, convention or something. <laughs>
1: We, we should set we one up. Something. Oh, in our dreams still.
3: Yeah, and it's almost like the 20-year mark. So, like, hopefully Disney would do something, but they're really good at ignoring. So weird fans.
1: I know. I, if you all have any ideas for things we could do to celebrate So Weird's 20th anniversary, we're all ears. Yes. Because get I'm signs to and it.
3: we could uh, go and pick it out in front of the Disney Studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'd be productive. <laughs>
0: okay, mm. I think that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of the So Weird podcast. I'm Kathy.
3: I'm Emily. I'm Jimmy.
0: And I'm Melissa. And keep the faith. Bye. I'll see you next episode.